What do you think Christmas is? Why is Christmas important to you? And the way that we thought we could do that was by choose three people and give them each one of the most stale, driest, most rote Christmas carols we could possibly think of and ask them to reflect on the words. What does a way in a manger say to you? What does joy to the world say to you about Christmas? How does Silent Night draw you deeper and deeper into Christmas? How can these carols that so many of us can sing without much thought, that are on every single CD, that are playing in the malls nonstop, how can these things that are kind of dusty be dusted off and draw us into new and deeper understandings of what Christmas is? So each week, we'll hear a story about what that carol means to them, and then we'll have some space for us to hear that, to honor their story, to reflect on that, and then we'll sing the carol together um, as a way to reclaim it, to say, yes, this carol still does matter. It still has some life in it. It still teaches me something about Christmas. And so this morning, we're going to start off our practice. Uh, Would you please welcome Barry up to share his story about what Away in a Manger means to him. You're all set. (laughs) We're good. When when they told me that I was going to do this, uh, it was kind of like, oh boy. (laughs) But when I thought about it, it was like one of those really great, you know, carols that I used to sing when I was a little kid. And it was, and he's going, oh, the most stale thing. I'm going, it wasn't stale to me. This is like a, incredible access to this feeling of this perfect child being born in a dark night out in the in a manger someplace and it was you know the light of the world the messiah you know the child of god it's very powerful we had a manger in our farm and was no place to put a baby <laughs> You know, my little brother was born right around that time when I was about eight and starting to really think about this stuff. And I was just, wow, why did they put a kid here, you know, a little innocent child, you know? And it was like, it's really definitely, definitely something to think about. But here I am. So... uh you know, Nick says, ah, oh, go ahead and do it. And I'm going, ah, oh, piece of cake, you know. A couple of hours later, I'm going, ooh. <laughs> There's a lot of stuff. But, you know, to me, it's never been a sing- simple sort of sing-song hymn in as much as it's like access to a very simple and pure child's understanding. And the Stony Nakoda taught me that the the... Children are from God, and they're God's child until they're five. So you have to be, like, super careful and, and respectful of them until they're five, and then you learn how to bribe and threaten them in really cool ways, you know, where they're not going not gonna to be harmed for the rest of their life. <laughs> but um, it's... You know, I was at the birth of my daughter some years ago, and it was astounding to me. It was like an incredible miracle. 
you know, I'm still buzzing by it, you know. And, you know, I still, of course, we all see our children as, you know, as, as still children, even when they're adults, you know, and they hate that, of course, but can't help it. There's that purity there. There's, a, there's that power of the creation. It's pretty amazing. So anyway, I have this pagan Blackfoot buddy of mine who's a medicine man. He grew up Catholic, so go figure. <laughs> so he's in, he's in Europe, and he's, uh, <laughs> he's got all these Europeans going through these ceremonies with him. And I said, well, what's that like? And he goes, they all want to see miracles. And I, we both sort of laughed, and I said, tell them to go outside and count the stars. You know, watch the sun come up at dawn, you know. And I was trained to, when I was younger to sing the sun up every morning, you know, which was like to really give me an understanding of just what was what. You know, every day, every minute, every second is a miracle. And it really all just comes back to that miracle birth. It's amazing. But, uh, you know, I mean, here we are. We're on this little tiny gem of a planet, and we're flying through space at what? <laughs> 67,000 miles per hour going around this blazing star, the sun, in this perfect jewel of a planet, this miracle place. And here we are, right here, right now. It's an ongoing miracle. So that's kind of, you know, the way I look at it. I had to look that up on the Internet, by the way. So here are the poor shepherds. You know, the, the lowest of the low, you know, the guys lying, hanging out in the winter out in a field someplace, you know, trying to keep the wolves away from their sheep and, you know, freezing and everything, and they're waiting for the Messiah, the Messiah to deliver them from the terrorism, the state terrorism of the Romans, you know, the, the harshness of this occupying army, that's come in and taken everything from them and outlawed their relig parts of their religion, everything. And this angel shows up, this glowing miracle being, appears out of nowhere and tells them about the birth. That's pretty amazing. And it was foretold by John the Baptist. So they were ready, you know. But I don't think they were ready for the fact that God in his infinite wisdom with the birth of his son had given us this incredible gift that goes on forever. And this is a gift of, of life, a gift of everlasting life, a gift of continuing blessing, you know, to just accept it and just allow this miracle, this ongoing miracle to happen. And I said, and said, verily I say unto you, except ye be converted and become as little children, ye shall not enter the kingdom of heaven. This is the gift of salvation. 
So live every part of this miracle life. We are integral, powerful parts of the miracle. It's an ongoing thing that just never never stops, never ends. It's just an amazing thing to me every morning when I wake up. So let go, let God. <laughs>